the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There was a song some years ago that had a basic message of, Don't worry, be happy. And though it was a secular song, Scripture certainly supports the don't worry part of the message. Listening today as Pastor Rander teaches that Christians should not worry about the issues of life as others do in this message, Overcoming Worry. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Little things won't get you bent all out of shape. You won't make mountains out of molehill, and you won't find yourself all worried to no end because of not having the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ gives you a spiritual perspective on issues that intrude into your life. Those that are coming that you know is coming and those that you didn't even see coming. God will show you a spiritual perspective and will teach you life lessons in those experiences in order to mature you into faith, to get you more like Christ and to make you a mighty man and woman of God. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God wants each of us to have the mind of Christ, but you can't have the mind of Christ living in sports. You can't have the mind of Christ always out there just having fun and with the iPods and all the sales and the gadgets and all of these things can take you right away from God and into spiritual regression. So you have to cultivate the mind of Christ. And then when things come into your life, no matter how bad it is, God will show you what he is doing, give you a spiritual perspective on what you are in, and you will have a heightened sense of peace and tranquility that you yourself won't be able to comprehend because of a spiritual perspective and not a carnal, fleshly perspective. Well, let me transition. What happens when we worry? That's a, that's a question, good question. What happens when we worry? Number one, We become angry at God, ourselves, and others. We become angry at God, ourselves, and others. Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. You see, when you worry, worry can lead to anger. You start getting angry. Uh, It it breeds anger. Then you can't minister to your family. You can't minister to others. And you become just a big mess. Uh, Number two, bad decisions are made because of putting confidence in man and not God. Bad decisions are made. That's when you put your confidence in man and not God. And so many have fallen by the wayside because they depended on man, the voice of man and not the voice of God. Look at Jeremiah. If you have a Bible with you, this is a powerful scripture. It is penetrating. Look at Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the, river, by, the, by the waters. In other words, he's a stable man. He's a stable woman, stable children, 
which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear, underline this, and will not fear when the heat comes. God Almighty. Did you get that? And, and will not fear when the heat comes. In other words, there are going to be times in our lives that we're going to be, we're going to go through some heat. The, you, you can say the heat is on. Have you ever been in some heat, some hot water, some times where you didn't know what was going on? You couldn't put the pieces together. You could not connect the dots or none of that. But you found yourself in a whole lot of heat and you say, oh, God, what in the world is going on where well, the heat is on? And you got to go through some heat. It says, and will not fear when heat comes. In other words, if, you don't, if you're not in heat now, it's on the way. When heat comes. You say, well, I'm doing pretty good now. Your heat is coming. Some things are going to come into your life, and it's, it's going to be just like a ball of fire in your life. And then, then look what it says there. It gets even more awesome here. But its leaf will be green. Look, when you, when you trust God, you don't fear the heat. You're planted and you, you're green, you, you're flourishing and will not be anxious in the years, in the year of, of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. In other words, even in the midst of drought, you will be productive and you will not be anxious and you will not be worried. And let me tell you something. America is in a drought. There's a famine in the land. We're in a drought when people don't want God in the schools. When people could care less about morality. When greed is pervasive in the land. When there's murder and massacres like we've seen. Yet the world is spiritually cold. We don't want to hear God. We don't want the Ten Commandments up. We don't want nativity scenes at Christmas. Listen, the, the, the country is in a drought and we're wondering why we're in all this trouble. It's because we are in a drought. Even not only is, the, is, the, is, the, is America in a drought, but the church is in a drought. There's a famine for the word in the church. There's a famine for spirituality in the church. People, can, when you can come to church and not bring, you bring your cell phones and not bring your Bibles, you're in a drought. That's right. When you, when you can come to church on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter only, of wedding or funeral, you're in a drought. Huh? If you can come in here and be a saint, look like a saint on Sunday, but act hellish on Monday, it's because you're in a drought. I mean, so, so even God's people are in a drought, the dry pulpits, no life. Matter of fact, the pulpit is the barometer of the church. Did you not know that? Hot pulpit, hot church. Weak pulpit, lukewarm pulpit, lukewarm church, cold pulpit, cold church. And the reason most churches are cold because there's a famine for the word that goes out to the people of God in the power of the Holy Ghost to call people to repentance to the glory of God. There's not enough preaching, repentance and preaching nowadays. It's too many sermonettes and little poems and little sayings and little motivational speeches. We need preachers that will stand tall and flat footed and preach the hell out of folk. 
That's what we need. We need preachers that will stand and not be ashamed of faces. Let me tell you, you make an ugly face to me if you want to. That size me up and I'm going to preach longer. If you smile, I'll be a little shorter. We need some spirit-filled, spirit-anointing, Holy Ghost preaching in the pulpits today to call people out of their sins into holiness and to righteousness to the glory of Almighty God. Why don't you say amen? What happens when you worry? There will be an increase of fear. There will be an increase of fear. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound minds. This church can't have strong leadership with a coward preacher. That's right. People rise up, I have to rise up with them. That's right. That's right. You, you got to look at, when you look at John the Baptist and when you look at Jeremiah and Isaiah and all these people, they were fearless. Joshua was fearless and they knew how to fight. They knew how to stand and, and they stood and they uh, fought for the cause of their God. See, but when you worry, you begin to become more fretful. Every little thing begins to scare you because you are so overwhelmed with worry. You know what happens when you worry? Then you have a loss of sleep. Daniel 2.1 says, now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had had dreams. I love this part. And his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Wow. That's awesome. Look at that. Look at that. His spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Let me tell you something. You can be so overwhelmed with the anxieties and the troubles and the issues of life until your sleep flees from you. You take medicines, you take natural medicine, prescribed medicine, medicines, all this stuff, and still can't sleep because you are so burdened down, weighed down with worry. But, but you know, but when you learn to trust God and when your hope is in the Lord and when your confidence in the Lord and when he is your blessed assurance, you know what? You can sleep sweetly and easily. How much time do you spend each day worrying about every single aspect of your life? If you're like so many of God's children, your answer may be that you spend too much time worrying over things God tells us to let Him handle. Join us today as Pastor Render continues to speak about how to hand our cares and concerns over to Him in this message, Overcoming Worry. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Proverbs 3.24 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Isn't it something? And let me tell you something. You know it's sweet when you... Oh, you sleeping. 
sleeping. And let me tell you something. You, get, you know you're sleeping good when you wake up and you're slobbed all over the place. It's all over the pillowcase, all down your lips, all that. You can say, ooh, that was some good sleep. I mean, it's just all everywhere. You ever got a good slob in your sleep? Man, you slept. You slept. And you know, some of y'all can't get enough sleep, good sleep, is because you go to bed with the television on. And that television is all in your psyche. The television is on. I didn't even say this first service. Don't give it. The television is on all night long. And it's speaking as stuff is going in your psyche, you know, and then Satan changes the stuff up and you sleep and it's going all in your inner conscience and all in your being. You don't cut stuff off. You got all this stuff all around. Just noise and noise and noise. You need to shut stuff down so you can sleep. I have come to the conclusion that some of you are afraid of solitude and quietness. Amen. I'm, I, I, I've come to the conclusion Unless there is a noise factor presence, you are absolutely dysfunctional and you are addicted to noise and television and gadgets because you can't do without it. And you won't confront the issue because you know in your heart it has you. No wonder you can't sleep well. Worry will take away your sleep. Number five. What happens when you worry? It results in emotional and physical sickness and even death. Emotional and physical sickness and even death. In other words, worry will make you sick. You know what worry does? It gives you migraine headaches. It gives you stomach problems. It gives you ulcers. You know what worry does? It makes you angry. You know what worry does? It affects your circulation. You know what it does? It affects the heart. Your heart is impacted by worry. You know what it does? It affects your glandular system. You know what it, you know what else it does? It worry affects your whole nervous system. That's how dangerous it is. And yet, like I said in my introduction, it's the most common sin that we commit. And we've been doing it so long until we just think we ought to do it. But 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God is saying, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to my body? I gave you that body. Why are you shipwrecking your body with the sin of worry? You're turning your hair gray. You're losing hair. Now, mine's genetic, y'all. I ain't losing hair because I'm worried like that. You know? But, but worry make all your hair come out. Makes it gray before your time, unless it's genetically done or whatever. But worry, worry, worry affects your body. It makes you look old before your time. You lose your vigor and your vitality because of worry. Some folks worry about death. And you know, let me tell you something. I said this morning, do you realize it's a sin to be worrying about death and being afraid to die? Do you know if you're in Christ? You know, now if you don't know Christ, you need to be worried. <laughs> Hey, that's the other side. I'll be talking about that a little bit later in the conclusion. But for believers who are in Christ, 
No need for us to be afraid to die. He says, for me to live, to die is gain. Huh? Huh? And in other words, uh, she says, I go to prepare a place for you. And Jesus is saying, I'm prepared this beautiful place for you. And you mean to tell me you don't want to come see me? I prepare, I've taken the sting from death and the victory from the grave. And now you don't want to cross over to me and my house that I prepare for you. You grieve my heart. Death is but a transition to get us from here to there. Because flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. Number six, what does worry do? It, it results in a loss of joy. Psalms 51, 12 says, restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Worry will take your joy. Folk are rejoicing and happy and all of a sudden you miserable and everybody around you miserable. It takes your joy. It takes people shouting all around and you looking, well, what they jumping for? They'll take all that. Well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have it? Uh, it takes your joy. You can't smile. You can't laugh. Nothing's funny. You, you're mean. You frown. You look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. Your joy is gone. <laughs> New word does number seven. Satan will exploit an anxious heart. For Ephesians 4.27 says, nor give place to the devil. Let me tell you something. When you worry and you're overwhelmed by the worries and the cares of this world, do you realize you, you create a tremendous foothold for Satan to get into your life and wreak havoc in your life? Worry creates an immense foothold to wipe your life out and you're giving it to him on a silver platter. What, what does worry do? It disrupts your productivity for God. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. In other words, when you worried, you can't bear fruit. You can't serve people. You, it worry paralyzes your life. You can't minister like you ought to. You know, you can't give your life away to others because you're so paralyzed by the sin of worry. You know what it'll do to you? Uh, one's mind can become so distracted and divided that it will impede your worship and your service to God. One's mind can become so distracted and divided in the church that it impedes your worship and service to God. You can worry yourself right out of the church. You can. Worry, worry can do that. It will, it will do that. You know, you have people, they start thinking about their issues and the house and the finances and the marriage and, and all the stuff, the in-laws and this and this and this and this and that, and all of a sudden their health and this and that. Instead of drawing near to Jesus, they leave and distance themselves out there and they position themselves for Satan to de devour them. In Luke chapter 10, verses 41 through 42, in Luke 10, 41 through 42, it says, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried of, and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. In other words, Mary was at the feet of Jesus while Martha was so busy serving in the kitchen, Mary was worshiping while Martha was just being busy, being distracted in her mind 
with many things. And Jesus tells Martha that Mary has chosen the better part. And when you trust Jesus and you hang around the feet of Jesus and you hang around the house of God, worship with the people of God, then you know what happens? Your worship is enhanced and it's cultivated because of your worship. But it's impossible to worship and truly worship and worry at the same time. Number 10, worry can cause, this is the final one for now. This is a part two, by the way. Uh, worry can cause spiritual backsliding. That's what it can cause. In Hosea chapter 11, verse 7, it says, my people are bent on backsliding from me. In other words, they have an inclination, a propensity to backslide. Though they call to the most high, none at all exalt him. Exalt him. He's, you, in other words, some people are determined to backslide. You go get, you get them and they're gone again. You get them and they're gone again. They, you get them and they're gone again. It's as if they love being gone. Every time you look around, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. They're not just a lost sheep. They want to be, they'll want to be gone sheep. And so it, what the word of God is saying, people, a worry will pull you into spiritual regression and lead you right into backslidden, a backslidden condition away from God, away from church, away from service, and away from being all you can be for God. And as I said earlier, now, if you don't know Jesus, as I conclude, you have a right to be worried. Because for those who know not the Savior, hell awaits them. And you know what hell is? It's a terrible place. It's a terrible, it's a place of fire. It's a place of darkness. It's a place of excruciating, indescribable pain. It's a place of separation from God. And it's a place where you will never again have an opportunity to be saved or to see God of those who are in heaven. But if you repent and turn your hearts to Jesus and you say, Lord, I believe in your death, burial and resurrection. I ask, I, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my sin. Come into my life. Save me just as I am. Father, redeem me, save me, emancipate me, liberate me, uh, wash me with your blood. And the, the blood of Jesus will wash your sins. He'll bring you into the kingdom of God. And then he says, I'll receive you to myself. In other words, I'll call you home to me when it's time for you to die. And it's better by far to be with me, to be at peace, to be at rest. No more pain, no more sickness, no more massacres, no more death, no more pain, no more medicines, no more crime, no more politics. Can you imagine that? No, no more weight increase, no more weight loss, no more physical abnormalities. You're with me. You're with me in my father's house. But you know what? If you're backslidden, God is calling you today to repent. Some of you have backslidden into worry. Others, it's bitterness. Some of you have backslidden into jealousy and some of you on pornography. Others of you perhaps are backslidden as a sexual immorality. And while others, you, you're greedy, you can't get enough. Some is selfishness and others, you, you've backslidden into laziness. Some of you have backslidden into gossip and backbiting and hate. And God is saying to you today, return to me 
and be healed. Isaiah 44, 22 says, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions. And like a cloud, your sins return to me for I have redeemed you. And God is saying to you, my friend, return to Jesus. Hosea 6, 1 says, last scripture, come, let us return to the Lord for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us. In other words, the word of God said, if, if you return to me, if you come to me, I'll heal your wounds. I'll heal your hurts. I'll do like only I can do. If your heart's anxious, if you burden down, if you're troubled, if you're at ease at heart, God is saying today to return to me. I will heal your hurts, heal your pains. I will restore you. Matter of fact, I will restore the joy of your salvation. And you'll have joy that the world can't give and that the world can't take away. Because the joy of Jesus is powerful. And all God's children said, Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.